is Wednesday. It's not October. It's November. It's November 15th. We are talking Yanks. We're talking 2018 Yanks. Finally, it's about time. I think this is what everyone wants to hear, the roster. Let's talk about the 2018 Yankees roster, prospects, free agents, everything. Let's talk Yanks. I have an interesting fellow coming on after the break. His name is Jimmy James, John Boy, whatever. Well, this guy went from like 300 followers to like 2,300 followers. His name is John Boy, the Yankee fan. Hey. Oh, man. Sorry, Jake. Forgot to introduce you. Very excited. It's new. It's new. I have like a new toy. We're I don't know. Two two guys talking Yanks and we we're we're short and ugly. How's the intro go? There it is. There's the intro. All right, now we're talking the uh 2018 season roster. This is gonna be good. This is what the people have wanted since even before the Yankees <laughs> were eliminated from the playoffs. This is People like talking about the future more so than anything else. Talking Clint Frazier. We were in the playoffs, and we were getting questions, how's Glaber going to fit on this team next year? It's like, whoa, buddy. Let's talk about the now and the here and the why, and we're in the playoffs. Uh, But, yeah, now time has finally come. And there's a lot to talk about. Glaber? I barely know her. I think it's pronounced Glibber. No, I can't. (laughs) Can't. It is a made-up name, though. I remember watching an interview where – they were like, is anyone named Glaber in Dominican Republic? And he's like, no. Uh, my parents just, made it up. <laughs> just happened. <laughs> just I like it. I like it too. A, a while ago, the first ever like Talking Yanks I ever did alone, I was trying to guess Glaber's home run call. And I think it was Glaber glues one to the grandstand. That's not bad. Not bad. All right. So before we get into the roster, let's talk a little bit about the like current state of the Yankees, which sucks. Um, it sucks because there's just so much noise being said. But we, every person, the, the manager list: Rob Thompson, Eric Wedge, Aaron Boone, Bam Bam, Chris Woodward. I don't know who that is. Dodgers third base coach. He was uh, he was a major leaguer for a while. Utility guy. Who said no? The A's said like no. You can't interview Bob Melvin, which yeah. seems like a- <laughs> thanks. I don't we appreciate it. I get nothing about Cashman asking to interview Bob Melvin and the A's. Like, obviously, they're going to be like, uh, nah, no, because we have him on retainer to manage our really bad rebuilding team that we don't expect to win in our shithole city and our shithole stadium. So if you interview him, he's probably going to want that job better. Yeah, <laughs> no. That's- it's the the interesting thing because I I think you and me, we looked at it from a concept idea to start. Like you you figured that Cashman had a plan. He was going to hire his guy. It was going to be probably someone already in the organization. Um, you know, someone that the young guys respected and kind of go from there. I came in from the other way that I just thought this was going to be craziness because it was the Yankees. They are in a great spot to start, ideally, the next dynasty. And now we're at the point where it's like, okay, I'd say both those concepts are kind of out. <laughs> I, I, I think, like, the guys Cashman is asking, it seems like there's no rhythm or rhyme, which makes me wonder, like, is he, this might sound bad, like, is he looking for the definition of, like, a puppet like a moneyball puppet like I, that that's just 
like that's that's my biggest concept that sticks with these guys at this point is that they're either managers that kind of like Eric Wedge, Bob Melvin, like they're managers that were hot a while ago, but have kind of cooled off or it's, you know, new young guys out of the woodwork, Aaron Boone. Um, so I, I don't know that I guess, I guess I'm trying to find what the content is amongst them. And I think it, it is, I think a lot of them are what you'd consider, consider a player's manager. I, I mean, maybe not Bob yeah. Melvin. He's maybe, it's tough. He's, has the least sexiest name in the world. <laughs> um, so it, it's tough to say, but I mean, all of those guys across the board are player managers, and I think they have good links to sabermetrics, advanced stats, that kind of thing. So is it them coming into a meeting and he's literally saying, "What do you, got? you will answer 95% of my orders or something like that? I have no idea. What do you think? I, I don't want to believe they have no plan. Um, some of the quotes that are coming out are so silly. I think think you believe they don't have a plan though. Yes, but that, yeah. So I don't think, I think right now his plan is Girardi had to go. I think he just wanted his own guy. They wanted to start their own thing. I don't, we'll get into the Hal quotes. Those are nonsense. I don't put any stock into those. Um, but now it seems like what you said, everyone's going to want this job and there's going to be a wide variety of people. And I thought, well, he's just going to know who he wants and he's just going to grab Like he already, like when they got rid of Buck, Joe Torrey was the only option. They didn't interview anyone else. They barely even interviewed Torrey. I was reading newspaper articles from 1995 and it was funny. Joe Torrey was like, yeah, we had a phone call. Uh, I don't, I don't even know if that was an interview, but it seems like I'm the top candidate. (laughs) Okay. And he was a losing manager who was retired, planning on retiring from managing at the time. And when they fired Tory, they had three guys. And it was very known, like, these are our three guys. So I thought it was going to be a plan. But it seems like Cashman's saying, we have every coaching position available besides pitching coach round, the Rothschild's back. Uh, give, give me what you got. Doors open. Everyone come in, except they denied Layritz. Layritz was like, hey, can I, can I, can I apply to be a, on the coaching staff? And Cashman was like, no, you're not, you're not qualified. No, no, it's cool, Jim. We we appreciate you, but no. Imagine Jim Laird's teaching someone how to hit. Yeah, so you just want to point your yeah. toe out real straight and then stand kind of like you're the devil. We're gonna <laughs> so we're gonna have a few hitting coaches. It's gonna be Laird's, Sheffield, and David Justice. Just like moving in every way. <laughs> Special coach Chuck Knobloch. <laughs> um, yeah, so I just think it's wide open. The, the quotes that I, I picked out that are weird, this is the weirdest quote. Um, Cashman said, we'd be lucky to run into a Bobby Cox or a Joe Torrey, which right there is empty noise. Hey, we'd be lucky if we got a really good right. Yeah, okay, Cashman, obviously. Uh, we'd be lucky if all our players were good. Yeah, okay. But then he said... I'd be happy if I found another Joe Girardi. There's a reason he was here for 10 years, because they're damn good at what they did. Can't say that. It's just like, come on. I get, I, I get where you're coming from, because that's just kind of like a bad look. It's I think it's him playing off of the players thing a little more, like saying that you know he was playing up that the players weren't really into him anymore, and he's playing that card. And there's part truth to that. I think there's very much something in sports that, like, 
you're either there for 15, 20 years, or you need a new voice. And there's going to be, you know, two out of 30 teams are going to have a guy that's there for 15 years. And then the other teams, you just kind of look for that new voice. And I, you know, Girardi's kind of a tougher guy. I, I don't think he like burnt out any of the players or anything like that, but I think they're just looking for the new, the new sexy manager. Um, you know, I get it. I, I think like that's perfectly fine. It was 10 years, six o'clock. <laughs> Nick Proach set that on my laptop to say the hour in a whisper voice when we were in college in 2011. And for seven years now, every hour on the hour, my laptop whispers to me, it's five o'clock, it's six o'clock. My girlfriend hates it, it creeps her fuck out. Me too. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a nice memory. Anyway, uh, I just think like, I get that. and. But it sucks now. Like I think you, you can say, yeah, we just wanted to move on from Joe. He wasn't that bad, but there were some things we weren't liking in the end, and we just wanted to move on, and that's fine. But it seems like they're trying to, like, really, like, push it hard that Joe needed to go, just because it's the easier narrative to get across than, yeah, it was just time to go. So it's like Joe couldn't be talked to the players, and but then Hal Hal came out with statements today and was like, even if you won the World Series. I think we would probably would have uh, fired or not brought Joe back. And it's like, no, you wouldn't, Hal. No, you're just, that's... That, you're just but I, but you have to say that because if you don't say that, then it's like, oh, so that's what it takes to not fire someone, win the World Series. So yeah. you have to say that. But every fan listening needs to know that's not real. They would yeah, not have I... fired Joe if he won the World Series. I don't know. I, I dislike the Hal quote a lot more than Ashman's um, quote. Yeah, but I think Hal's quote is putting the car forward and saying, yes, we were done with Joe and we're moving forward, which is what needs to be done on this whole situation. And Cashman, with his quote, which is nicer and probably more true, is just muddling the waters, like making the fans say, well, why didn't you keep him then? And let's just get away from it because we didn't keep him. So let's just stop muddling around and acting like we should have. Everyone knows we probably should have. It's a little bit of media bait. Yeah, it's all done. Uh, Larry Rothschild returns as a pitching coach. Any thoughts on that? Yeah, I, Larry's a well-respected guy. I mean, I'd, I'd say the biggest thing with our pitching staff is Luis Severino and guys like, you know, I said Chad Green would probably be our pitching MVP this year, um, past kind of ignoring Severino a little bit, or after Severino. So, I mean, those are two young guys that he's obviously had a big part of developing, so keeping the same voice there. I, I mean, no problems with it. All right. I don't. What's your favorite thing about Larry Rothschild? Uh, handsome. Just stunning guy. Mine is uh, he doesn't cover his mouth when he goes to the mound to talk to players. Nice. It's just kind of like a badass move, which is mm-hmm. so stupid. It's not that badass, but it's just new like. School. <laughs> it's new school. My, my final, final thoughts on um, the managerial position. Yep. Which I, I hope you were wrapping up because I assumed you were. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're, um, do, you, do you know who Terry Lavulo is or Lavello? The, uh, well, I do because he's just one manager of the year. But if you asked me two months ago his name, I would have been like, nah. Exactly. And I, I, that's, that's my biggest point. I mean, even if, even if it's one of the less sexier names, you, you just never know. And it's <laughs> – it's a position that gets thrown under the bus pretty easily. I mean, you know, we're, we're going to deep dive into it later, but you know, (laughs) 
whatever manager kind of comes in is going to throw Judge Gary, <laughs> so, yeah. Tanaka, Severino, some of those same guys. If they play well, he's a great manager. If they play bad, he's a bad manager. Yeah, so, there's there's not much you need to come in and change. Or do. Don't freak yourself out over the Yankee managers. I still stand by my my uh, comparison that MLB managers are like NFL quarterbacks right now, where there's like maybe five that are worth their salt and really good. And the rest, like I was watching the Giants-Niners game. Who the fuck is the Niners quarterback? Who is that? CJ Beathard. Bethard. Bethard, which I was pissed off that his name is Bethard when it's Beat Hard. Beat Hard right. is way cooler. Someone in the lineage should have been like, we should we should make it. We're changing it. Like his heart beats hard. Miles and miles and heart. That'd be right. a lot better. All right, anyway, let's go on. Move on. There were some awards given out. Sevy came in third for the Cy Young today, which hmm. we all expected, but it's still good for you, Sevy. Yes. Judge was the unanimous rookie of the year. Again, everyone knew that. And no, awesome. no, I was in on Gumby. Yeah. I, I, thought, I thought Montgomery was going to pull it out. Did he get any votes? I thought you said he got one vote, or I thought I think he that did was get the, one vote. That was the – no, no, Judge was – that was the Internet Baseball Writers Association, um, not the actual one, which is just even like if you're an Internet baseball writer and you're using your one fake vote for Gumby, what's your deal, man? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, you know, Jordan Montgomery. You have to. Yeah. It's, My hey. Oh, the biggest award. The biggest award is Brett Gardner. Montgomery had one second place vote and one third place vote. He finished sixth. Good job, Gumby. According to CC, Gumby's really dumb, um, which is tough. Yeah, Gardner won the Heart and Hustle Award, which um, is a made-up award that I've never heard of ever before, <laughs> and I don't give a shit about. But that's my that was my favorite. Like Judge wins unanimous Rookie of the Year. Awesome. Knew it was going to happen. Sevy comes in third for Cy Young. Cool, cool, cool. Gardner wins Heart and Hustle. Damn right he did. Yeah. His and grandma's that, name is Punky Russell. And that's obvious. And that's obvious. Uh, do you care about any awards besides MVP, Rookie of the Year, Cy Young? Not really. The I don't know. what it, There's that reliever award. I guess that's kind of cool if you're the top reliever, and I guess that's more important nowadays. That would be next um, on my list. All right, so let me re rephrase. Do you care gold, about – Gold gloves, which is, which is a topic of conversation because our Punky Russell got had a little bit. But I, I, I like gold gloves. Gold gloves are awesome. I baseball's a lot of. I don't care about gold gloves. Like they say, Hall of Fame stats, and it baseball's like such an accumulation sport. Like it's be good, be good for five to ten years, but you have to be in the league for like fifteen to twenty. <laughs> like, and that's pe people give baseball crap for that a little bit. I think gold gloves. Because the voting process and how they are handed out is still a little shoddy, I guess that. But at the end of the day, like, some of the all-timers, like Bruce Robinson, I think he has, like, 15 gold gloves. Like, that's awesome. Like, to go back and say you were the best defensive guy in your position for a decade and a half, that's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. The thing about Gardner not winning the gold glove, and he was the only fielder with no errors, and you saw he played, like, a great left field that goes unnoticed because he makes it seem a bit too easy or like he's, he's just, he just things he does don't show up. Like there's no middle area. Like he either does something to like, he cuts off a double and it looks weird or he does some of those weird threat, like one arm catches that you're like, okay, that, 
I'm, he's tight, man. He's like a tight, angry yeah. dude. There's no, there's no Ichiro about him. But yeah. uh, I didn't watch Alex Gordon play. I watched him play what six games, right? Played. So I have no idea. If and he, 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 he is a very good left fielder. I mean, it's yeah, it's tough to say. I the my, <laughs> I'll just keep saying my final statement because that's a cool thing to do. Um, no, I baseball awards. Well, Silver Slugger. Judge and Gary both won Silver Slugger. Doesn't move the needle one bit for me. I don't care. It's 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 a step below Gold Gloves. It's silver. Um, <laughs> no, Gold Glove was punch yourself silver. in the face, Jake. Um, but it's one of those things that's cool at the end of the day. Again, like if if Judge goes on to have an eighteen year career and he ends up having ten Silver Sluggers, like he can say for ten years I was the best hitting right fielder, blah, blah, blah. That really, really doesn't move the needle much, like you said, just because how how would you compare, like, I don't know, a leadoff hitter versus a power hitter, things like that. So I, I don't know. That that does nothing. I, I was going to say my, my big thing is that awards in baseball are still – they're – they're in a good spot. I'm trying to think how to phrase it. I guess, I guess what gets me mad is basketball right now. And it, it, I'll, here's my here's my publicity. Listen to Talking Knicks. We've been doing Talking Knicks. Getting, getting, some, getting some good street cred. What? Um, go New York. Go New York. Go. But, um, man, like the NBA MVP award this year and every year now is a like a theatrics thing. Well, the NBA like, is theatrics altogether. Right. But it's – it's a storyline award. It's, oh, man, this guy did this. Like, the top, like, 10 actual basketball players this year are eliminated because their storyline's not good. Like, LeBron won, like, three MVPs or whatever it was and, like, took himself out of the running because they're like, wow, he's really good. He's got to do something, like, more special to get MVP. But, like, baseball awards, at least, they're still legit. Like, they want to get the best goal goal. Like, it's not like rotational. Like it, in the NBA, it's tough to get like back-to-back awards because like, oh, your story's already been told. Like baseball, if you're the best and you do it right, you're still going to get the award pretty much. All right, what do you think? One more last thing on awards. This just came out. Michael Kay said he got a text from a source he trusts that Judge is going to win MVP tomorrow. Do you believe Michael Kay? Do you think Judge is going to win MVP? Give me your thoughts. Man, I just <laughs> – Talking about storylines, I mean, most valuable. Like Altuve was good. Altuve was great. Altuve had a great season. That team is absolutely stacked. I mean, George Springer, UConn, also doing talking Huskies. <laughs> okay, <I think. laughs> um, George Springer. George Springer got World Series MVP. He's a young stud. Perea. You know, if you gave every every major league team the chance to to you get Correa or Altuve to start your team, I think everyone takes Correa. So I don't know. I I don't. It's not a shot at Altuve, but what Judge meant for the Yankees season was just incredible. Like Houston, Houston had Bregman. Bregman had a huge World Series, and he's not there. Like he was looking for a starting spot to start this year. He could have been their second baseman. So. I, most valuable player. This isn't the Heisman or best player award. 
what Judge was for the Yankees this year, I think, was the most valuable. And I think it's going to be like the Astros, like, rallying call. Like, yeah, like, oh, we, you know, we still didn't get the respect. We won the World Series and our guys still didn't get the MVP. Like, and it's it's a tough concept because the, the voting has to be in before the playoffs. Yep. So people Which have that fresh in their head. But, like, everything I've heard since the playoffs has been, you know, Altuve most likely – the AL MVP and it's like well that wasn't that wasn't the yeah. case when this season ended like it was coin flippish if not leaning judge I think that Altuve is going to win it I mean unless Michael K's source is right but I think the the slump helps where Altuve never slumped and I think what really really helps is kind of like Academy Awards for actors and be like well Altuve's been doing this for a couple of years so we're going to give it to him now because he probably deserved it. And Judge, we're going to hope that he uh, will win one in the next couple of years. He's younger. And shit like that gets into the mindset. Well, like it's Altuve's time. It's not Judge's time right now to win it. But I think the numbers support Judge way more. I've said that a billion times on this show. Yeah, I, I think that's the thing. Baseball's at an interesting spot where it's like the advanced stat guys, the old storyline guys. And I think I think the advanced stats actually lean judge at the end of the day, and I think the storyline leans judge. Yeah. All so, right, let's get let's get into this rotation. Yeah. Roster. Bing. We're gonna start with the rotation. 2018. Start with the rotation because it's basically we have a good idea of what it's gonna be. We know Sebi's there, we know Tanaka's there, we know Sonny's there, and we know Gumby's there. Having Tanaka stay really, really was a huge win for us. Yeah. I mean, unless he breaks in, in half opening day. Um, but that's a good top three. Gumby gets a spot as of now. Yeah, man. I was I was going to say, I didn't, I didn't want to cause a whole thing. I don't think Gumby's a lock. Like, I know it's, like, rude after what he did last year, but – and we're going to talk about some of the offseason things. I don't have Gumby penned in right now. That's all I'm who, saying. Who do you have knocking him down? Well, I mean, there's a, a lot of – I mean, <laughs> should we dive right into this? Because it's a lot, a lot of the names you have written down there. Yeah, well, let's just go – Well, I, the way I think it breaks down and the way most people are talking is get Otani, and if we don't – if we lose out on Otani, then re-sign CeCe. And if we get Otani, then we don't have to re-sign CeCe. Now, are you thinking that they would get both and that would move Gumby down? I could see them getting both. I, I, don't, I don't have those two on the same plane or – game plan or whatever it may be. I mean, say they say they brought in Otani and CC. I mean, again, we've talked about potentially different I I half joked, but like I could actually see it where if CC did like an Andy Pettit, Roger Clemens three quarter season type thing. Like a lot of guys He doesn't want to do that. He, he said he's pitching. <laughs> he wants like he's pretty adamant that he wants to pitch. Okay, well, so they bring in – so how about this? They they win the Otani. They win for Otani. He's a good young pitcher from what we've been told. Um, he, he is a good young pitcher. I, you know, he, there's numbers, stats, and video that, that don't lie at this point. I, I'm a guy that you want to have at least six arms ready to, to be a starting pitcher in the baseball season, whether that's including prospects, a long man – whatever it may be. And I mean, so I, we're, we're here, right? So Otani, he's a big time free agent. Call yeah, me so crazy. Otani. I, I just think, yeah, it's 
Otani, if you don't know the story now, he's he's what, 22, 23, um, an absolute stud pitcher, and he's a, a plus hitter. Yeah, he, he throws 100. He's been doing it in the Japanese league since he's been like 16 or 18 or something like that, and they just never – like he's kind of the outlier. Like they never – they never limited him. They were just like, hey, man, go go do you. We'll see where it lands. And he's been <laughs> a force on <laughs> offense and as a pitcher. Yeah, do, I, do you know – so out of high school when he was 18, he told all the Japanese league teams, don't draft me. I'm going to go be a free agent and go to the U.S. Like not to be on a pro team but to go through the farm system to do that. Right. And – uh the whatever the fuck it's team nipping ham tigers drafted him and they sat him down they're like hey we want you to pitch and hit like you're gonna obviously yeah. and to clear this up someone was tweeting with me and it was, it was like is he gonna dh the days he pitches it was like no because that breaks the rules of baseball like he would just be a hitting pitcher and if he's a hitting pitcher that means as soon as he comes out of the game the relief pitcher now has to hit so just well no i think i think they're saying He's DHing. Oh, the, day, the days he pitches. Excuse yes, me. the no. day he pitches, he will not be hitting. The other yeah. days, so the four days in between or three days in between, then an off day, that's how they do it in Japan, and that's how he wants to do it yeah. here, is he would DH. Yeah, I I hate to be rude. I, I'm, I'm personally and mentally squashing that. How valuable he's supposed to be as a pitcher, he's supposed to be able to be an ace. Hitting-wise, he's supposed to have some pop potential. They're saying – well they're saying his mlb translations that translates into like a 250 25 homer guy over here which hey that's a really good baseball player but think about the guys that make the most money in baseball right now kershaw the aces if you're a valuable pitcher a team isn't going to risk that so whatever team is willing to risk that will get him it seems that is not money that is like the forefront of his decision so if, if it seems like the Rangers have a little more money to spend than us right now. Um, but I don't think money matters because if he stays in Japan for two more seasons, he can make $100 million. But since right. he's under 25, the most he can make is $10.1 million. Those are the new international signing laws for people that were young because they were spending way too much money on international players. Right. So that changed. That changed last year. So, like, it screwed him. But he was like, I don't care. I don't really – I don't need to wait for $100 million. Yeah. I want to go now. So I don't think whatever team says you can pitch and hit is going to get him. And whether they just stick him in AAA and let him pitch and hit until he realizes he just needs to do one. I'm, I don't think he's doing AAA. He's, he's going to be a major league. I guess this is pure opinion, but I'm, I feel very strongly about it. I think he's going to be a major leaguer. I, I don't think there's going to be any minor leagues. And I think he's going to either an NL team – He's more valuable. He's more valuable to an NL team right now. I don't think he'll I, sign to an NL team. I don't see an American League team telling him that he's going to have the opportunity to hit over other players. I, here's my thing. I I know he's good at it. There's been other guys that have good at it. Brooks Kieschnick was an NCAA player who was one of the best hitters and pitchers, and he tried to do both and he could not do it. And I, it just hasn't been done. It was done by one guy, kind of, Babe Ruth. And they he was the best hitter ever, and they had him stop pitching because of it. So you either have to go one way or the other. I don't think teams are going to give Otani the option. 
I think a team is. I think they're gonna give him the option. We'll see. And 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 if that's the case, like he does, uh, if it's true, he doesn't want to go to the National League and just hit once every five days. He wants to be both. Is what the reports are. Right, but so if you're Otani and all the teams that you're interested in in the AL AL are saying, hey, you know, we're we're taking you as a pitcher. We we respect it, but if if you're our guy as a pitcher, you're our guy. Blah blah blah. And then if an NL team is giving them kind of the same speech, they say, hey, you can hit the days you pitch. If you prove something, we'll throw you in right field or first base a game or two. Yeah, it comes, if to, he's, it comes down if he's to that If he's that adamant about hitting, then that would win out. So, yes, yeah, we'll, so we'll if, no, if no AL team gives him the chance, then he'll take an NL team. That makes a lot of sense. But I don't know. I think it might be worth it. It's I a just, spectacle. It's fun. It's, ne- it's never been done. That's why I can't. I'm It'd not banking fun. on it. He's the only. He's the only DH. I would. I would want to see. If you, if you had to, Yankees. if you had to put a percentage on what percent you think Otani ends up on the Yanks, what would you say? Forty. Okay. I was it thinking seems, twenty-five. I I feel it, like it's it's going to break down to four teams, like the Dodgers, the Yankees, the Rangers, and someone else, and then he'll make his decision. I read something about like the Padres have a deal with Japanese teams and they just hired his old weight trainer. There's all these rumors about, yeah. there's all these rumors about Otani and what he wants, but they're saying that these baseball writers, they're so contradicting. They're just making them up because Otani's like, he's like Derek Jeter to the media. I did a deep dive. I learned how to spell his name in Japanese. And then I went on Japanese YouTube and watched all the videos. And then I was reading these articles and translating it, trying to find shit. He doesn't leave his dorm room. This was on 60 Minutes. He doesn't leave his dorm room. They had, like, American players. They went and interviewed him. They're like, yeah, we don't see him outside the clubhouse. But when he's in the clubhouse, he's all, like, silly and laughy. He's real young. Just seems like a Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, that's just – either way, it's, like, a tough draw for me. Like, if he comes out if, – if he came out and they DH'd him for five games and he went over, like – and he was promised that he was going to be a DH. Like, I think a team pulls a plug on that instantly. They've had guys that have toiled in the minor leagues to be professional hitters. And I think it's just a bad vibe on a baseball team. Yeah, but that's also like he's 22. He's going to be the first Japanese prospect that comes over not as a finished product and a professional. He's still, like, growing. So that's why they think he might could be in AAA. I'm not against signing Otani and CC to bring it back and – let Otani and Gumby fight for that fifth spot because it's not like if C- if he signs CC, he's getting the ball every five days. Yeah, I mean, so I, well, I I think we we got pretty much everything on Otani there. Uh, CC, man, after what he did, bring him back. I mean, he's 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 the man. He's CC. I know that's that's not good reasoning. No idea what his price tag is. Um, have you heard anything on his price tag? Nope. And they haven't like talked yet. So that's why it seems like it's waiting on Otani deals. I mean, so say they, they get Otani, they sign CC. You still tell Chad and Gumby like, Hey, you guys want to make this team as a starting pitcher, you know, show us what you got. Um, you know, potentially, in that situation, maybe Otani goes down for AAA and they just – they call it like a cultural thing or something like that. I don't know. But, man, I if we went into the season, Chad, 
Sorry, man. You're just extremely valuable as a reliever. <laughs> it sucks. Um, well, they're know, not doing that. Oh, I, I'm saying at the end of spring training, they say that. They, oh, they're, that's my they're guess. Saying, yeah, they're saying, Chad, you know, knock yourself out, go for the rotation, but his value in the bullpen's a lot. And this is signing Otani, signing CeCe. Then you have – you tell Gumby, hey, you're competing for a spot, beat out Otani. He might start in the minors. He might not. And you can have Gumby as your long man and kind of wait for the injury that's going to happen because injuries are going to happen. I, I yeah. don't think it would be a slap in the face to any of these guys. And I think it answers a couple of the other questions on this roster. We've we've talked about long men before and kind of finding that role. It's it's tough. Again, if a lot of teams, if they had a young rookie who finished sixth in rookie of the year as a good starting pitcher, that's a building block for a lot of teams. But this team wants to do special things. Gumby might have to wait in line for a month or two or, you know, doubleheader or whatever whatever comes up. I wouldn't want to mess around with Gumby. Uh, I would I would like Gumby get his ball every five days. I think he earned it. He was like the one of the best rookie pitchers in the AL last year, and he and he was a rookie. Like he had growing pains. So let's see if he can if he goes back if he turns it up a notch. He'll be a great lefty, a good lefty reliever. Chad saying they're going to start spring training, saying they're going to put Chad Green as a starter in spring training. Like my first reaction was, oh no, don't Jabba him. Right, and that's every that's every Yankee fan's thoughts. Yeah, well, I don't job him, but starting him as a starter in spring training actually makes sense. Keep yeah. him keep him stretched out. Let him go three innings. Um, he's only got two pitches. He was lights out as a reliever. Uh, there's not a lot of room for him if we get depending on who we get, which I think we're gonna I think we're gonna sign pitchers. We're definitely gonna sign pitchers. So I would. Uh, Whatever, don't freak out about Chad starting. I think I think that will go back to status quo, and he'll be back in the bull, bullpen. Huh? And if he's not back in the bullpen, then that's a good thing because he's a good starting pitcher. Yeah, you you covered it. I, the only thing, and I'll, a teaser for the fans. Um, outside of the guys we named, I don't really see us signing someone. But we'll we'll delve into that. Well, little, if, little if, down the road. if they if they miss out on Otani, and then someone steals CC, which I don't think would happen. And right. we don't have Otani or CC. They are not just going to roll the dice with, uh, with four starters. And our only fifth option is Chad Green, Chance Adams, all rookies. They, like that would be 2008 all over again when we banked on Phil Hughes, Jabba, and Ian Kennedy to get those last two spots. And it was a complete mayhem. They would sign an Alex Cobb or some shitty guy for like a one-year deal like hey come make a break we need a guy in our fifth yeah i i guess in that world i don't i don't see the yankees starting next year without cc or another highly touted pitcher i guess i should say that um whether that's trade or potentially free agency or otani um but i i think that's a little further down the line do we want to I, I think we'd be doing a disservice to the fans. Again, this <laughs> talk about potential and all that. Man, Chance Adams. They were advertising him at the stadium this year. I I mean, do we think he's – it's straight up minor leagues to start and he's two injuries away, something like that? I mean, where, where yeah, are you think, on that? Well, Herman Domingo Herman is already – seems to be ahead of him. He was ahead of him last year. Chance Adams has awesome numbers, but I the scouts like 
some scouts were saying he was ready. Most of the scouts that I read that I actually like said that he's still not – he takes him, you know, 100 pitches to get through six innings, throws a lot of pitches, and his command isn't great in the zone. Uh, we didn't see him come up last year. Cashman likes his pitchers getting a lot of AAA action before they go to the majors, barring injuries or shit like that. So I don't know. I don't think uh, he's part of the 2018 plans. I don't think any of our minor league pitchers are part of the 2018 plans barring injuries. Hmm. That's what I think. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I, I, we're going to see Adams this year. And bar, would, barring, I, barring injury to him, we're going to see Adams this year. Um, Sheffield's kind of the wild card. He's what, 20? Yeah, he's still young. He's, he's, got, a, he's, he's got a crazy windup. He's young, doing some good things. I've got Herman as a bullpen guy. He's he's got a funky motion. He's yeah, I already like, got. I don't, I don't like his motion either. Yeah, he's got a funky motion. He's already a decent strikeout guy as a starter. I think worth where baseball's at. I've I've got him penciled in as a bullpen guy. I I don't think you say that as an organization, but just no. Uh, and sorry to Luis Sessa, but he needs to be traded. Yeah, Sessa might just need a, a start somewhere else. <laughs> All right, let's move. So, to the, yeah, let's, move. let's we'll, we'll we'll move on from that. And I, I think a lot of those names, kind of like I was talking with Herman, are going to link into the So we'll we'll catch up on that later. All right, infield, first base, and shortstop are very easy. DD is at short. Bird's at first. Second base for you and I is very easy. Castro is our second baseman now. I don't know how much you dive around in the Twitter world, Jake. Everyone wants to trade Castro. There's this big movement that Castro sucks. He hit 300 on the year. It was his yeah. sec- it was his second full season playing second base, and people are upset. He's not like the best second baseman in the world, dude. Dude's like is a second year playing the position. Hopefully, he gets better. He's not great. It deal- still didn't counterbalance that he hit 300 and had a good season. All star second baseman. Yeah. That is if, people love to hate. If if you're complaining about Starling Castro, then I don't know. Like, who do people want? Al- Altuve? Like, no. No, no, no. They want to trade Castro so Glaber can play second. Right, and I. Which down so, the road, maybe. Why yeah, does he himself first? I've, i I've thought about that because this is going to tie in. I, I think we're going to start sinking in the DH now too. Um, even though it's a different position, um, man, I I think some interesting to watch. I'm 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 going to bring it over to third base to start, just because second base, I I think it'd be very silly to not bring Starlin back. It would have to be a trade offer that really not Cashman away. He's an All Star second baseman that carried for carried the team partially for the first half of the year. Him and Didi have a good rapport. He's He's still young and he's been doing it for a long time. He's a very good baseball player. He's I think a, that's he's a very good baseball player. That's what this I don't is an all star second baseman that people are excited to get rid of. No, like it's I I don't know. That's just too that's too much love for Gliber, we'll say. But let's I think let's, it's Glibber. Glibber. Let's bring it to third base because I think that's gonna tie tie it into second base for one potential situation at least. Um and I, I think this is going to be something that the people aren't going to like either, but you and me are 1,000% on this. Gliber doesn't come up till May or whenever that deadline is that the young guys get 
So you get to keep your young guys for another year. The Chris Bryant example you said was the best one. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I think it's, it's only like 11 games. So it's like yeah, if it's, it's, starts the season with us, we lose another year of him down the road. But if he comes up halfway through April or even May, then we get him for another year. So it's a so it's one of the most starts, ridiculous. Yeah. It's so stupid. But if he starts the season with us, I'd be a little ticked. Like, hey, yeah, and like Cashman's just smarter than, and every major league GM is smarter than that. I yeah. mean, it's it's yeah. If and if you are a Gliber supporter and Gliber, and you're mad that he's he's not on the opening day roster. Just think, okay, whatever you think he is, think about where he's going to be in five, six years and think that we get that for a full another season yeah. instead of risking anything or paying him a ton of money. Yeah. So, so do you, I think, yeah, so, you, you I, think it explains, I think it explains itself super easy. Like, and Cashman said, third base is Headley's to defend and Glaber's to win. Which means, to me, Todd's not really a possibility anymore. And Todd doesn't make sense for the Yankees. And like, anyway, besides his personality is awesome. Because Chase and Todd would be the same thing. So give third base to Chase Headley. Then when Glaber comes up, have him earn it. Once Glaber gets that spot for keeps, Chase Headley is your backup third baseman, your backup first baseman, and your DH. And that just makes – it's what we did last year once we got Todd, but it just makes too much sense for me. And I don't understand if it doesn't make sense for other people. It's like a nice situation. Yeah, I, I would say – And if Chase is hitting out of his mind, trade him once Glaber proves himself. He's on his it, contract here. Yeah, the, the only thing that's a real mental hurdle for me is – Todd was absolutely a step up defensively from Chase. And again, I I defended his hitting numbers because everyone gets scared from the average. But man, he was a really good hitter, especially at the bottom of the order of the lineup. Um, I, if there's well, you got to look at it. If there's truth to the Starlin stuff, I could see them bring back Todd, have Glaber in sort of a utility Alex Bregman role. This is kind of what he did this year. They knew he was uber talented. They didn't know where he would find his spot, and it kind of took care of itself over the season. I could see something like that develop. Um, I don't know. Right right now, it doesn't look like Todd's coming back. I I could see a situation where that happens. Again, I, well, I, know, okay. this, I know this dude's the number one prospect in baseball. He hasn't played a major league game. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. I, I agree with that. I'm not – you. Glaber needs to prove he can play before we do anything. But it's not as easy as, like, bring Todd back so he's a placeholder. Todd's got his first year as a free agent. So, realistically, you're probably looking at four years, $30 million to, to to sign Todd. He's the, third, he's the second best third base in this free agent class, and there's more than two teams that need a third baseman. Moustakis is going to go number one. Frazier's going to want years. So are we going to give Frazier – like, I understand he would be a little bit better than Chase. But if we're talking about half a season and then a platoon DH dude, 
are we going to give Todd four years? Like if Todd sides a one one year deal, yeah, great, that's a good move. But Todd's not what it's if, if if someone out there is telling Todd Frazier to sign a one year deal with the Yankees, he, that person needs they're mean. They're being mean to Todd Frazier. Yeah. Go get your money, Todd. He's going to want four years, like forty million, thirty million, and that's and in that scenario, it's not worth. It. Yeah, I I would just say the only thing that's that would put Todd in this position would be. So his his numbers have fallen off from where he was, right? I mean, he was he was thirty five homers, forty homers, um, a, a couple seasons ago. You yeah, know, two seventy three, two fifty five. So he he doesn't project well, which is now a huge thing in baseball. Um, you know, if if Todd Frazier hit 210 next year with 20 home runs, nobody would be surprised. So to People give that kind of to give that guy big money, I, I don't think is going to happen. I think he totally does. He deserves a two to three year contract. Again, it depends how free agency plays off a little bit and who, what team he really ends up being more valuable for. I. I'm not ruling the Yankees out, and I'm not ruling a one-year deal out. I think he could get. I think it would, I, I think he'd be crazy to sign a one-year deal. I don't think anyone's getting it. I don't think he gets a three-year contract anymore. I, I think so, it'll be. I think it'll be two years minimum. Right now, you have to figure he's out of the picture. I just. But I don't think we need him. If the plan is chase at third with Glaber replacing him halfway through, and then chase as the corner. Backup and DH platoon. Yeah, why, why are we spending money at a position of depth? Yeah, I just it's 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 a little mental for me if 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 Headley's not fully there, which hey Headley got benched for the playoffs more or less. And well, then he then he came through and what Glaber if, if Glaber shows he's not ready for the pros, then it becomes a glaring hole in the team. So that that's my only concern. I, no, I but then you, got, then you got Andujar. Yeah, and I, I know you you say that kind of jokingly. Man, that that's the other thing that – so say the Starlin stuff becomes kind of true, or maybe – so that, that was the part that made me mad about Starlin. I mean, the, the trade rumor you showed me of Joe Panic. Joe Panic is a, a tier, if not a tier and a half, below what Starlin got. So the fact that we were talking about trading him and prospect Panic to save a little bit of geese, that's not where the team is right now. We we need to win baseball games. Um, we we made that clear when we got rid of our manager. So the funny thing about the Castro that Joe Panic Castro, it was on like the Yankee subreddit. Which I actually stopped going to because I think it's the most combination. It's the combination of the angriest, youngest Yankee fans in the world. Like they're just so angry for no reason. And I, I'm not trying to watch sports angry, man. I'm not a Mets fan no. or, or a Knicks fan, whatever. But they were like, yeah, and uh, Panic doesn't. He's not a strikeout machine. These are the same fucking fans that probably defend Judge, who's the biggest yeah. strikeout machine in the world. It's just. Silly. The Joe Panic trade thing, if and no one heard it, it was like Luis Sessa, Tyler Austin, and Castro for Panic. The years work out because you get Panic for four years. You get rid of Austin and Sessa, who I think both need to be traded anyway, but it, I still wouldn't do it. Like, I would be kind of in on that trade if the Yankees got like a starting pitcher. Like, I know his 
his contract's kind of a mess. But if they got um, who's their who's their fun right-handed pitcher? I'm blanking. Not Cueto. Is it? Um, I don't know. I don't know. But um, if they moved Castro and got like that other arm I was talking about as a starter, I could kind of see that because then you kind of man, I. Andujar saw major league action last year. I know it was a few at-bats. He also has good minor league numbers. You turn Glaber into that utility slash second base role slash third base role. Now Andujar is into play, and I think that is... It's too advanced. Yeah, but is it? I mean, what if... So say this, say this season didn't go as well as it did, Right. You know, we were talking about the the baby Yankees and kind of finding some bright spots and things like that. If the Yanks didn't take that leap, we'd this year we'd be demanding to see more from Andujar and Glaber and all of that. Of course, but that's a huge if. if. Yeah, you guys are part of the game plan. You know, I don't think that I don't Glaber one hundred percent. I don't think Andujar is part of the two thousand eight game plan unless we get injuries. I don't know. I don't. I. I don't know. I. We're gonna. We're gonna see him next year again, pending injury. It. It just depends. Yeah. Is I mean, at least struggling. Is Glaber struggling? Is. Um. Is Andujar tearing it up? I. I don't know. I. I don't see the Yankees. And I know part some of its fiscal regions, which you, reasons which you and me don't have a huge grasp on. Um. I mean, some of it's kind of basic, right? But I don't think they're bringing anyone really in unless it was like a one-year quick hit. They they had a farm roots game plan that I think end of the day they're going to stick with. That's well, I agree they, completely. That's why I don't think. Were, well, that, those were kind of my thoughts on the pitch. My thoughts on the pitching staff there. I think if. They've they've got these arms, Adams and um, Sheffield and Herman Sessa, guys that got major league action next year. See if Ortani's coming in, and I think they're kind of gonna go with their their gut. It they don't want to yeah. If they, get, guy in, if they get one of CC or Ortani, they're definitely not signing anyone else. Right, which I think I we agree. Think, that, which if they which if you, they if they get neither. If they money and they don't get CC, then I would think they're going to try and go get a Lance Lynn and Alex Cobb for a one-year deal. Try and get one of these starting pitchers and say, "Come prove your worth," and then, yeah. you know, and then get enough get your contract next year. Yeah, I don't, I don't see them riding with all the rookies. Trusting rookies is the worst thing you can do in baseball when you're trying to win. Win now season, which is what we're in. So. Let the, let the rookies come up and grow. If injuries, like Gleyber, we're kind of trusting him to come up and be the man this year, and that's enough. We shouldn't need to trust any more than just one guy. Yeah, I I don't know. I think we're we're going to see more of the arms than I think you'd want to see because I think some of them are on a on a timeline. But well, but if no one gets injured, if Tanaka, Sevi, Gumby, CC, Sonny, like if the top five never get injured. Do you think they're going to see and pitch decent, which is never, ever going to happen. Well, I, I think, I think there's a chance that I don't know. I could see, well, I think 
I think CeCe would come back if they don't get Otani. So they they want to be a start, but I could see one of those guys being the, the sixth person that definitely is going to get a chance. So Me too, but like – Unless there's an injury, they're not going to replace one of the top five guys. Well, I, I guess that's that's where you and me and I, the term banking or depending on rookies. If you have a rookie penciled in as your sixth pitcher, that's someone you're going to depend on. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. sixth pitcher that starts in the minors. Sure, uh, we can depend on one of those and Glaber. That's the only two rookies I want to depend on. Uh, let's move on to – actually, this was interesting. Torres. Can you can you yeah. see, can you see Cashman trading Torres? Because I can, because I think his value's got to be at an all time high coming off that season, and just like Shane Green when his value was an all time high, and John Ryan Murphy when his value was at an all time high, even Young Jervis Salarte, who we picked plucked from independent ball, he played like two or three months of great baseball for us, and Cashman was like fuck fuck fuck, I got to get this guy out of here. Because this yeah. value is all-time high. Young Jervis turned out to be actually good. I think he was decent last year or whatever. I don't know. But yeah. I love little baby toe. Love him. And he was great utility guy last year and had a great season. But I don't think it's crazy for Cashman to try and flip him and pull one of his sneaky traits. No, and this, this is going to be an unpopular <laughs> opinion for you and me. But so this dude played terrible but he does the exact same thing that Torres does, except he's a better base runner. He's supposed to be a better baseball player, and it's Tyler Wade. Well, yeah, yes. And he probably his ceiling is probably much higher than Torres's. Yes. Yeah. So, and I mean, I, I just think Wade is at the point. I don't think Wade starting the year at the AAA shortstop is doing anything. I, no, there's a lot of talk that he'll – like a lot of the beat writers and people are saying Wade's going to break camp with the team. I mean, Cosma did last year. Cosma beat yeah. Wade last year, so yeah. I would think Wade is on the roster. Handsome Pete Cosma. Wade's going to be a factor on this team, and nobody knows if it's going to be good or bad yet, so nobody freak out. <laughs> um, Confidence is key. Yeah, I, I mean, this guy, he's supposed to be our Zobrist. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Super utility. So it's I. I kind of laughed because I was going through your very detail oriented notes for this episode, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. there was <laughs> that one line. I, I kind of I didn't skip over it, but I, you you think about little baby toe because he was a big part of this team. He he stepped in for guys and did a really good job. And yeah, you and me had. You and me had the debate in the during the season about, you know, being the perfect utility guy and kind of me saying, "Yeah, this is a young dude that can play some second base and is hitting 300. Like those, <laughs> that's very valuable. Um, I think you're right. This could be kind of a sneaky cash play. It's one of those things that would hurt morale at first, but I think we'd look down the line and be like, Moving Torres allowed Tyler Wade to get a spot to start doing his thing, and we got blank back. Um, I, Tyler Wade, I would um, – this is like an obnoxious sports guy thing. Like I would, I would circle his name coming into this year. I think he's going to be a big factor, and he has to play better. I just don't know where that it lands. Imagine if Torres and Castro got traded. Gary would have no friends. Yeah, that's tough. And that's 
man, that's the little stuff, the clubhouse stuff that we honestly. Well, sometimes friends are. Sometimes would, friends are a bad thing. Melky got traded because he was too good of friends with Cano. Haven't been there. <laughs> All right. Uh, what's next on my list? Outfield. Outfield is basically set in stone. Cashman said it for us. He said Hicks is going to be the everyday center fielder. Uh, that's the plan. Uh, Judge is going to be in right, obviously. And Guardy puts Guardy in left because you're not putting Ellsbury in left. I mean, I don't know. Gardner's the left fielder. They love Gardner, yeah. and Gardner's good and pulse of the team. So that leaves Ellsbury as a fourth outfielder fighting for a starter. Um, they asked about trading Ellsbury, and Cashman said he's got a full no-trade clause, and we honor that, and we would not talk trade unless I first talked to him about that, and we haven't talked about that. But in my mind, there were some rumors that Seattle would take on Ellsbury and some other players, like a trade that worked out. I don't – you put in your notes, it's going to be very hard to trade Ellsbury. I agree, but I, I would think it would be – it would be foolish – to not be shopping Ellsbury right now. Yeah, but it's <laughs> shopping like with Ellsbury's contract, shopping isn't even the term. Like you need someone to <laughs> you need someone to come taking <laughs> Ellsbury. Like like a team would have to come and be like, "Hey, we'll take on Ellsbury. You guys are going to have to pay." I so Again, Jakey, no research, did a little research. I looked back into the Verlander trade. Because remember, when all that stuff got spoke about, Verlander makes big money. Mm -hmm. So they sent a prospect or two. Detroit is paying $8 million per year on the rest of Verlander's contract. So kind of copying that, because Verlander wasn't playing good baseball, but he's still more respected than Ellsbury, especially injury history-wise and that kind of thing. It would it would have it would have to be something like a young team, maybe the Mariners. No idea. I haven't looked into those rumors. It would almost be Ellsbury, like someone like Torres and Anuar, something like that, and the Yankees essentially getting nothing back. Like I think that's the price for Ellsbury is paying for part of them and giving two prospects. The Yankees trying to trade Ellsbury is like that that guy at the gym you guys always talk about that walks around with his wife just looking at every other guy. I'm like, please fuck my wife. Please fuck my wife. Please, please, please bang my wife. Please yeah, my wife. I, I don't know. If, like, I guess that's what gets me mad. Like, If you're on Twitter or doing whatever you do and you're saying like, oh, you think Ellsbury can get us like a fourth starter kind of? No. No. No, you have to understand that's like – it's it's one of the worst contracts in the game, technically. All right, so we're but yeah. I will say with all with all this youth, on um, Hicksy doesn't make big bills. Don't forget that Ellsbury's the best fourth outfielder in the game. <laughs> He's a great pitch runner. He's, He's great. great in the role. Yeah. All right. Uh, and what does that leave Clint? That leaves our boy Clint starting in the minors. Cashman said he's a depth aspect. He's got a high ceiling, but he's blocked right now. Bottom line, I think people have actually realized this now. We were very early to it. Yeah. So kudos to us. He didn't look ready, but he looks promising. So yeah, I like everyone's like trying to trade Clint now. Trying to trade Clint now. 
I, I, I don't need to trade Clint. I still like him. He tweets a lot. Tweet, tweets a lot. So I, I, my, my plan is to stop bashing him so much right. and start interacting with him on Twitter. But it uh, looks like he's starting in the minors, which is fine. He's still, he's still like the youngest of them all, I think. Yeah, he's 22, 23, something like that. Um, um, yeah, and this is Guardy's last year, and we love Brett, but like I think that's probably it with him and the Yankees with all his youth. I would um, agree. Oh, oh, I was going to compare it to Girardi getting rid of the old guys. I don't know. Um, <laughs> but I, I mean, Clint is going to have – he's going to get major league at bats this year. I mean, we're – Ellsbury and Hicks are not the model of health at all. Um, but yeah, all the minor league stuff in the nicest way Clint deserves. Like he's shown, yes, he has speed, he has power, he has the tools. He he needs to slow things down. We, yeah, we just, just we you just look at him and he looks like a spaz on the field. I, I mean, we said it all year, and it, again, like I like if if. If Clint Frazier was in in this chat with us, I would say I wouldn't say you're being a spaz on the field. I'd be like, it's like, dude, you've got all the tools. Like, yeah. you're you're going to be very good at this game. Like, it's almost that. like a, a let it come natural. Like, yeah. like you say that to guys on the basketball court. Like, don't try to force your shot. Like, he's trying to do that. Like every 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 play he's involved in. Like he thinks it needs to be his Yankee moment, and it's like, no, man. Like, if you do what you can do, you'll be good. You know what his high school uh, mascot was? Uh, Panthers. The Red Devils. It's not bad. It's funny because he looks like the Red Devil. Oh come on! Because he's got red hair and freckles and stuff. You get it? What was the uh, what was the hockey team you were on? Were they Blue Devils? Blue Devils. So was your college. Yeah, college was Blue Devils as well. Dude, I'm super, I'm super smart. Nope. Lawyer. Nope. All right. Podcasting. Uh, DH. I don't want an everyday DH. Baseball is no. moving away from everyday DHs. It's a thing of the past. You have to be – like, you're going to see teams with DHs. Like, I'm not saying every team is going to get rid of it. But, like, to be an everyday – to be an Look everyday DH now, you have to be old. either 300 or 30 home run type guy. Pool or old. Pools, Victor Martinez, Beltron. The youngest, like, everyday DH was Trumbo. And, uh, yeah. Uh, like, eight teams last year had an everyday DH, a, a DH that DH more than 100 games. And a lot of them were older guys. Um, but before that, that was a lot compared to years previous. That was eight was a lot, and I don't want one. I want super it's a super utility. I don't want yeah. a guy that you have to put like Holiday was actually turned out to be a really good signing for us. He was great the first half, great mentor to Judge and all that shit. But but I don't want an everyday DH and old guy stuff with Gardner. Yeah, um, relievers. We got Chapman. We got Robertson. We got Potances. We got Canley. We got Chad Green. Barring that starting. Doesn't work out, or it's just a farce, and he's back in the role. We don't have a lefty. We're not going to have a long man. Are there any lefty free agent relievers that you would scoop up, or would you just go to the young dudes and whatever? Man, I, I think it's 
with the Yankees bullpen, they've already they've shown their hand. <laughs> we're we're worst case. I, you know, we think Chad Green ends up back in there, but worst case, Canley, Batances, Robertson, Chapman. Those are those are the kind of guys that you don't really care about lefty righty. Um, so they've they've already shown their hand with that. You know, they'll they'll give Shreve a ch- they really like Shreve. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's just because he looks funny in pictures with Batances and some of the other guys, but it's like very Shreve's gonna get a chance. Um and they probably if they really felt they needed, they would make a play for a lefty reliever. But we we talked about that a little bit this year with um like Brad Hand um was in trade talks and stuff. And the Yankees kind of I hate to say that's an old school mentality because there's obviously still lefty righty splits, but like it's turning into the how good is your good? Like <laughs> these guys can get righties or lefties out. They don't really care who's at the plate. It's not a factor. <laughs> so no, and I man, I just think Herman, I, I he's got a reliever's delivery. And man, Jonathan Holder, he's a dude in <laughs> in my nerdy baseball game I play, Oopa. Um he projects as like a very good reliever. So I, again, I think that's another place where the youth movement is going to kick in more than free agents, at least to start the year. And then if the Yankee train starts going again and there's a clear hole for a lefty or something like that, then they make their move. But man, I, I think with their young guys, they've, they've already got the bodies that they want. I agree. We don't need, I mean, we have our top, top five, six guys or whatever, and then just let the youngins figure the, the rest down. One of them will emerge probably because that's what happens with the Yankees. We don't develop starters, but we, we develop relievers because they fail at starters and then they become dirty relievers. Yeah. Yanks go. Uh, free agents. I got nothing. I don't We, we, we kind of skipped catchers. You want to talk about that a little bit? I know. Oh, yeah. So do we stay with Romine as our backup? Now, Greg Bird messaged me on – Instagram and said Romine does a lot for the team, a lot more than we see. So I get Bird likes Romine. I guess the rest of the guys like Romine too, which is fine. I got no problem with Romine as a dude. Seems like yeah. a good guy. I really loved him during the brawl. Loved his take on the whole brawl. He, he he didn't have the bat last year, and for a defensive catcher, he, he didn't really have the defense either. Was he better than Gary? Yeah. So was everyone else. So do we stay with Romine? Cheap option. Do we trade? Now the thought was, do you get a lefty catcher that can kind of platoon with Gary a little bit? And there's one available, Alex Avila. Avila? Avila? Avila. Um, lefty, veteran, defensive catcher. I don't know if he's that good defensive. I don't know. But uh, fits the, the bill. Do you want to spend money on a backup catcher, though? I mean... We wouldn't be mad about it. End of the day, having a veal on the team, I think. I think we're fine either way. If I, I think yeah, Avila can. Avila probably gets a starting role somewhere. I, I think this turns into a Todd Frazier argument. I think Avila could probably get years and money from a team where the Yankees want to be willing to commit. So got to be Avila, I think. Um, Avila. Um, Avila. I think you say the L a little bit. Avila. Like Miyambo. No. Kind of. 
Uh, yeah, I don't. I, I'd be. I'd be fine with keeping Romine. If uh, Romine comes back, it's not a problem at all. Now that's more of an idea than like uh, I have an opinion on it. It's just like he's essentially he's essentially the stereotypical backup catcher. Pretty good defensively, and he's not a great hitter. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, free agents now. I don't think we're getting any big free agent. Like I said, the only way I think we sign a free agent pitcher is if we don't get – I mean, besides CeCe. If we don't get Otani and we don't get CeCe, I can see Cashman going and getting one of these lesser starting pitchers on a really one-year deal as insurance. Position players, I don't see us signing any free agents. What do you got? You said you had thoughts on this. Yeah, man. I So I looked at the free agent pool a little bit, um, and I, I discussed a little bit throughout that I – most free agents would be going – the Yanks are kind of in a tough spot a little bit um, because, like I said, I think a lot of – at the end of the day, the decisions that have to be made when the Caesar thumb comes out, I think they're going to lean on their youth. They're going to say they're they're trying to build a dynasty, not necessarily win it all this year, which I think is a, a very unpopular opinion. Um, but like, like you said, like I, I almost started talking myself out of it with Anduhar a little bit, just cause man, if he comes up and gets at bats for a month or something like that, that's really not a bad thing. He would be a big time prospect coming up for a lot of teams. I agree. So, I agree with that. So, and we, we've discussed the pitching a little bit. Uh, well, I'll start at the bullpen cause I think that's. I think we already covered that, that there's enough young – they already have a stable core of four guys they trust out there. I, I live in Denver, Colorado, the Rockies. They currently have zero bullpen guys they trust. They, um, Holland had a huge year for them. He was it for them down the stretch. They Their season kind of fell apart. He had a tough stretch. And they literally had no one to go in for their bullpen, which – Man, this is where I talk about the Yankees fans being spoiled. They've never, like, felt that. <laughs> like, like, and that's – a lot of teams have felt that. That's a real thing. Um, so, I don't know, just – and the names – the big names aren't flashy this year. I mean, Hosmer's up there, but we're we're not doing that. Um, maybe, Hos- maybe Hosmer gets signed if Bird wakes up dead tomorrow. Right. <laughs> Which – is, is that a rumor? What is that? Um, no, it's just I, I was going through the top 50 free agents. And you, in your head mentally, you think the top 10 free agents, you're like, they're guys that are going to turn your team around. Um, these were Keith Law, ESPN's rankings. I like Keith Law. He's, he's pretty good. Um, he listed you Darvish as the number one free agent. Um, which. Nope. Who who Darvish? Um, tough, tough World Series. Um, you do you see the Yanks going after Darvish? We no. we joked about the Darvish Otani play before. No, no, I think if that's Tanaka, the window, right? If Tanaka opted out, maybe. Okay, we were in on that. But but man, with Tanaka, with Tanaka in, we don't need to go after uh, Darvish or Arietta or any of them. So free agents that he has listed. Number two and number three are Lorenzo Kane and Zach Cozart, which those guys have had solid years. Those guys have also had years where they're not great baseball players. They're both over 30. Um, 
so, man, you start doing the game and saying, okay, sign this guy for X amount of dollars and then blank. Man, like Alex Cobb, you were talking about, <laughs> talking about signing to a one-year deal. They have him rated as the eighth best free agent. So, like, yeah. I think that dude's going to get paid. So, that's, so, I guess that's my free agent game of chicken up and where it's it's the Todd Frazier argument, and it goes to more positions than that. It's okay. Alex Cobb is re- receiving three four year offers, and the Yanks just aren't going to do that. So that's when we talk about bringing in a free agent. I mean, Lance Lynn is listed as starting pitcher, the fifth best starting pitcher, something like that. Maybe even better than that, third or fourth. So, like, these guys aren't one-year guys. Um, I will say an interesting piece. I know we said we didn't expect anyone for the bullpen. Uh, Jake McGee's a very talented lefty. He, um, terrible name. Oh, come on. Um, he'd be an interesting guy to come in. He, he had closer expectations some places he'd been. If, if they brought him to Yankee Stadium and just kind of had him be the lefty guy, I, I think he'd be an absolute stud in that role. Jaime Garcia is free agent number 21. He's starting pitcher <laughs> starting pitcher six or seven. So think about that and where Yankee Nation stands on him. Like, Jaime's probably getting a two-year deal. Imagine so, Gary Sanchez's reaction if they said they signed Jaime back. Like, <laughs> motherfuckers. You motherfuckers. So it's – man, I just – I don't know. When you start getting into the guys that are really one-year guys – Potentially Andrew Kashner, um, Jason Vargas. I I still think he gets. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I could see him getting a one year deal, and he'd be interesting. A lefty at the stadium. He had a a, a low key good year, but I, it gets really tricky. I mean, the guys that you start talking about is one year guys, and then you start comparing to our youth. I don't, I don't know. It, it's it's kind of Otani and Todd. Otani. Otandi. It's Otani. And I think I'm, CC. I'm a lot. Yeah, I don't even pencil CC as a free agent, kind of, which is unfair to the, <laughs> to the process. Um, and I'm biased towards Todd, but he was kind of special for us. I don't know. So we'll, we'll see. I don't see a free agent. I, I don't know what I was going to set my bar at really coming yeah. in and making an impact unless it's Otani or Todd. I agree. I don't think we're signing. I think Todd's a possibility. I think Otani's a wish list, and CC is how Otani plays out. But last year, the Carter signing, the holiday signing, no one saw those coming. Cashman will surprise us with one signing, but we're like, wait, what? Yeah. Um, I think we're going to have one. I don't know who it is, what it is, but. I think it'll be there, and it'll probably be a depth thing. There are a couple curious veterans that aren't listed as sexy free agents. Just a couple names to watch, just with the different positions, and if you know, this is factoring in Starlin rumors and a couple different things. Howie Kendrick's a versatile guy who had a a good year last year. Um, Probably someone you could bring in on a one year. He's thirty four now. Um, Brandon Phillips is a free agent. He's 36 now. He's listed as a second base, third baseman, which 
if you if you can get him on a one year and bring him into the Yankees, supposed to be a great dugout guy, and yeah. kind of have him that would that would be if Starlin rumors had some truth to them. I don't know. I, John Lackey for one year, your buddy. We got we to cut this off. You're just throwing out names. I'm just saying names. Just saying names. Uh, that's going to be the end of this episode. If you're watching live, 11 viewers, we had like 20. Thank You guys are awesome. Uh, but listening on the podcast tomorrow, separate release. We're going to do fun stuff, voicemails of manager interviews, and just regular old questions. You can do that as a separate podcast for those listening for those watching the live thing on youtube we're going to do it right now so hang around it's going to be more fun that wraps up our 2018 roster thing jake you have any last words i was pretty in depth like yeah that's that was, heavy I, that i'd like to heavy. go to some jokes um i'm trying to think of a joke i'm trying to think of something heavy Say i here's here's my joke <laughs> i think we spent a lot of wind um not much <laughs> it's like <laughs> the or bust Right. Yeah, I don't think there's a lot of movement. I think our moves are going to be pretty simple, but we just talked an hour and ten minutes. We talked a lot of possibilities. I, it's Otani comes in and things get interesting, or he doesn't, and then it's CC, <laughs> and that's kind of it. Yeah. All right. So thanks for listening. Oh um, yes. Subscribe, rate, review. We are doing them live on YouTube now because it's just easier editing for me. So it gets the added bonus if you want to watch live. If you don't, I get that too. But it's an option. See ya. Go Yankees. Tell them, Grandma. Go Yankees. Let's go!